Hello, everybody, and welcome to Blackhawks on Tap. I am Johnny Nani, joined tonight by Tony Marchese. Tony, it's Tuesday, uh, second of this four-game homestand for the Blackhawks, and they fell 2-1 to one to the Calgary Flames. Um, first of all, how you doing tonight, man, and uh, initial thoughts on the game here? Well, Johnny, it's always great to join you on uh, Blackhawks on Tap here. I'm just going to preface this episode with I am hammered right now. Um it was a very great Tuesday night for me. I've killed two bottles of wine and countless amounts of beer. So I may not make any sense to anybody on this episode, but I'm pissed off at this loss right here. This is a Calgary Flames team that the Hawks have shown that they can beat, and yet tonight could not put the puck in the net consistently. Not a good showing for the Blackhawks tonight. How about you? How are you doing tonight? Yeah, uh, Tony, I'm doing well, um, but uh, getting on to the game there, uh, I share some of the same sentiments that you are. You have. Um, I'm definitely upset with the outcome of it. Uh, it looked good after one. Uh, if we're going to dive into this thing, I mean, the Blackhawks held a one nothing lead after the first period. Uh, Dominic Kubelik scored at the 1928 mark on a nice redirect goal. Um, I love redirect goals, and I love goals that are either in the first or last minute of periods, as long as they're in our favor. Um, so th- that was a nice, you know, little boost. Uh, they had the upper hand in, uh, scoring chances, um, high danger chances were even, but they were controlling a little bit more of the possession there towards the tail end of the first period. So you're feeling pretty good after one, you're feeling, okay, yeah, they're going to keep this thing rolling, uh, build off of, you know, getting away with, uh, not playing their best game on Sunday night. Um, but then they come out in the first minute of the second period and um, this is where I don't like opening minute goals. Uh, Elias Lindholm, 14 seconds in, uh, he gets it right back to equalize the score. And um looks like they just came out a little bit, uh, I don't know, groggy, uh, a little bit um, taken back, you know, playing on their heels a little bit uh, in that initial, uh, you know, push of the second period there. Um and it started, you know, that, that kicked off a run of Calgary kind of controlling some of that play and getting the game in their favor where they wanted it to be. Uh, and then throughout the middle of this thing, you have, uh, you know, two different instances of being down two men. And luckily they were able to kill them off. But still, uh, you're putting yourself at a disadvantage there because obviously if another team has a two man advantage, you're not going to be in their end at all. So uh, that tires guys out and that just kind of kills mo- uh, momentum, even though there is something to be said for, you know, building off of momentum going the other way. Uh, it's hard to do it when uh, the legs are gassed. Well, I mean, if you want to look at this game over overall, Johnny, 32 to 28 shots, the Hawks did generate their own chances. But if, if you're going to score a goal within the first minute or the last minute of a period, you have to continue to carry that momentum throughout the game. That's something that that it's it's instrumental. You know, mm-hmm. you, you have to come out in the second period and carry the play, or you have to carry the the momentum through whatever period that you score within the first or last minute. And the Hawks were unable to do that. Um, you go into the second period, you give up two goals. If you're not a, if you're not able to generate those scoring chances and actually capitalize on them, it's not a recipe for success. No, uh, not at all. And you're talking about a something that's not a recipe for success uh, moving on to the third period. And credit the Calgary Flames in the third period for their defensive efforts. But um, the Blackhawks threw, I believe, a little over halfway through. Only had one shot, at, uh, shot on goal. Um, so they ended up only having, uh, 
let's see, four scoring chances for as opposed to three against in that uh, third period. So the Flames really did uh, what they wanted to do in, in that third period and, you know, eating the puck along the boards, uh, wasting some time. And then uh, when the Hawks did have some possession time, uh, there were a couple of instances of where it was stagnant. And I feel like we've seen this too much. One guy's holding the puck, it's all on the perimeter, and there's not much movement going on uh, in the middle or along the uh, end boards to kind of free up space, uh, create a new outlet, or open up a passing lane. Um, it, it was just too stagnant, and they did have one good chance. Um, I would have loved to see Zach Smith bury his tip-in chance that he had. Uh, it was a cross-seam pass, and he came and just put it just wide of the post, and that would have tied the game uh, kind of down the stretch in the third period there. Uh, would have been nice to see him get that because he had taken uh, those penalties that put us down that second man on both of those um, earlier in the second period and then early in the uh third period as well. So it uh, would have been nice to see him get that. Uh, obviously wasn't able to. Um, towards the end, uh, Calgary did a good job of mitigating uh, the both entries and the uh, sustained ring arounds, uh, trying to you know reverse the puck, open up a little bit of space for us for a shooter um, to possibly you know pot one home. And uh, also credit to, um, you know, Calgary's goaltender, Cam Talbot. He's the backup coming in play. Um, he stops 31 of 32 shots that he saw. Um, so, I mean, outstanding effort on his part. And um, it sucks because we need every point we can get right now. Um, as of right now, I believe they sit technically six out, but I think there's still West Coast games going on. Uh, as we speak. So uh, that could be even another point out um, of this thing right now uh, as it stands. We're back to 500 now after tonight's loss, 19, 19, and 6 now, um, 44 points. And in the second wild card spot right now is uh, Winnipeg with uh, 50 points, and Calgary now has 51. So um, didn't do yourself any favors against a team that you were trying to chase and what I called Blackhawks statement week. Um, they need a statement. Uh, it wasn't the prettiest on Sunday night, but they got it done uh, tonight. Unfortunately, they come out on the uh, wrong side of the result here. Yeah, I mean, easy, easily winnable game for this team. Um, and there's there's no excuses for yeah. trying to, you know, get yourself back into contention here. Um, I think you, you just said it, like, easily winnable game. Um you know, a statement game that the Hawks could have made. Um, they came out on top against Detroit. They had to do it tonight, and they were unable to. Um, not quite sure if that's coaching. Not quite sure if that's just want to. But this is a, a home game against a team that you just beat last week. Mm -hmm. No excuses here, Johnny. I don't know how you feel about that. Yeah, uh, no, I'm with you. And I hate to, uh, you know, on socks on taps, uh, we'll kind of bring out the meatball take of the day. Uh, and I know we haven't really been uh, all, you know, keeping that consistent here through Blackhawks on tap. Uh, but I'm going to throw one out because, you know, you always hear the guys like I sit up in the 300 level when I go to the game yep. and you hear, you know, shoot, shoot. And they're yelling it mostly when it's on the power play. And usually it's like, you know, you're rolling your eyes at it. But in the third period, that was warranted. Um, it it should have just been a, you know, more of a shooting mentality. Uh, obviously, the one shot on goal through that first half of the third period ain't going to get it done. Um, and they weren't able up, able to uh, muster up too many more after that, too. I mean, of course, at the end, uh, when a team, you know, just before they pull the goalie or when their D is starting to take chances, you're going to get a few more. 
additionally. But, um, I mean, part of that's credit to the Calgary Flames for playing the defensive style that they wanted to tonight, yep. being able to establish their system. And then another part of that is just a lack of urgency and a, um, honestly, I wish someone would get a little selfish. Um, I, know, I know Patrick Kane will take his spots when he can, but uh, you, you need some of these guys to get a little selfish when they have uh, an opportunity to get the puck to the net. And like I said, that kind of comes off as meatball because, you know, you're usually looking to set up the best possible chance and, you know, get the goalie moving from one side to the other, um, have a greater percentage of beating him. Um, when nothing's going early on, it's time to start firing him. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I mean, Patrick Kane tonight, almost 24 minutes, time on ice, um, completely absent uh, on the score sheet outside of his assist on the Kubalik goal. Um, you know, you want to see a guy like that take over the game. Um, and obviously, in the first period, he, he had his assist, but he's the type of guy that can change the momentum on any given shift. So, you know, you, you want to see him or Jonathan Taves get the – just get it done at some point, yeah. right? So um, there's obviously two periods after the first where those guys had uh, a plethora of opportunities to come out and, and change the way that the, the, the game went and the narrative – just unable to get it done here. And, you know, we talk about the stars showing up and, and and doing what they need to do. Uh, this was a prime example tonight for me, Johnny, where none of those guys were able to capitalize on any of their mm-hmm. opportunities. And we're talking about a loss. So, um, you know, I, I kind of attribute it to that. I don't know about you. Yeah. Yeah, so I don't want to linger on this one too much because we do need to move through this week. Uh, we can't sit and uh, just, you know, pout and moan about this one too long. They're right back at it uh, Thursday night, you know, playing every other day this week, all home games. So I have a couple closing thoughts on this game, and then we'll get right to the Nashville preview. Um, John Quinville, he had uh, four shots on goal tonight. I believe that was second uh, on the team behind only Patrick Kane, seven. And, um, you know, I, I do like that, uh, that he is, you know, making it a point to try and get the puck to the net um but his hands just aren't where a Brandon sides are uh we know that you know he was started the season in the AHL partially due to injuries but also um partially due that I don't think he would be up here if the Blackhawks didn't have injuries on uh the um you know NHL roster here so you kind of got a you know whatever whatever we're going to call it, you know, in baseball, we'll call them quad a guys that are sitting in between, uh, if they're an NHL or a, uh, triple a or MLB player. Well here it's whatever's between your, uh, AHL and NHL player. That's what John Quinville is. Um, it's just unfortunate. I wish we could get one of Drake Kajula or um, Andrew Shaw back in this mix here. And obviously Brandon Saad, we know at least we have a timeline on him. Um, but those other guys, uh, it would be nice to see them step back in because you just need you, you need the talent there to be able to bury pucks and clean them up in tight spaces there. And he just doesn't have it. A lot of it just goes straight into the pads or straight into the breadbasket of the goalie. So um, that, that's my gripe there. And then another one is goes to your point when you're talking about the star power showing up. Uh, getting it done, the Patrick Kane's, Jonathan Taves, uh, Stan Bowman finally talked to the media this morning, and he, uh, you know, applauded the young guys getting it done because they had three rookie goal scorers uh, against Detroit on Sunday night, which is great. I, I love to see that. I love to see the young guys rising. Kubalik, uh, if as long as he continues on this pace, he's going to overtake Victor Olsson for the rookie goal lead. I, I love to see that. You know, Boquist yes. walking in, getting a goal on Sunday night. That's all good stuff. But on the flip side of it. Um, you can't rely on that every game. And this 
should have been a night then that the star power is the one that drives you. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that, uh, you know, on Kane's seven shots, none of them were able to go in. And Jonathan Taves doing the right things uh, as it comes to uh, board battles and positional battles and defensively, but uh, only one shot on goal for him. Um, he, he wasn't able to open up any space for himself. Um, so it's just, you know, uh, when those guys, you know, you can't expect the rookies to step up every game. I guess that is what I'm getting right. at here is my bottom line, my closing thought here. So uh, we're going to need star power, especially against a team like Nashville. I know they're kind of struggling. They're in the dumps. They lost 6-2 to two to Boston on home ice tonight. But um, they got they got some guys that can really, you know, uh, they can wire the puck. Uh, they, they've got some speed there. They got Roman Yossi on the back end who loves to push the pace. Um, they got Matt Duchesne who can score. Uh, they got Ryan Johansson. Even if these guys are underperforming a little bit, we know their skill sets. We, we've seen them in action. We've seen them be a dangerous team. So uh, definitely not something to take lightly there uh, heading into this one. So um, let's just get right into this one, Tony. Uh, unless did you have one last thought on that game before we get into Nashville full-fledged? No, I just think this is an absolutely lost opportunity for the Blackhawks that uh, they could have, you know, gained I, another two points in the standings. I and think we're going to be saying that about every loss <laughs> from here yeah, on out. I mean, uh, that's just the, that's just the nature of the beast here. Um, but you know, I, I'm ready to get into this Nashville game because hey, I hate Nashville. Um, I'm ready to get into stick to click and and keys to success here. Yep, absolutely. So uh, that is Thursday night, um, the ninth of January, 7.30 p.m. on NBC Sports Network, uh, Hawks Preds from the UC. Um, you know, the Predators, like I just mentioned, they lost 6-2 uh, to two to the um, Boston Bruins on home ice tonight. Uh, they lost one before that to the uh, Anaheim Ducks. And uh, before that, a win over the Kings, uh, 4-1 win. But I think this kind of spiral started. You know, they just recently let go Peter Laviolette. Um, in that Winter Classic game uh, on January 1st against the Stars uh, down at the Cotton Bowl in Texas, they had a 2-0 lead after one. They scored fairly quickly, uh, I believe, within the first 11 minutes of that game. They scored those first two goals. Um, and then Dallas was able to completely flip the script, um, and it feels like that just kind of left the Preds in the dust. I know they did have a win right after that at L.A., but that's L.A., um, so you come and play uh, a couple, you know, the ducks aren't <laughs> ducks aren't anything special. Nothing to hang, you know, they don't have much to hang their hat on either. Um, but they lose to them and then fall to a very good team in the Boston Bruins. So I would expect that we're going to get a little bit of a pissed off uh, Nashville team and probably want to prove something for their uh, new coach here. Yeah, I think that that's the main advantage that the, the Preds have over the Hawks in this one is that, you know, you, you've got a new coach, you've got a new system. Um, they're going to be looking to prove it for their fans themselves and just internally for their coach. So, yeah. Hey, and they're um, right in this wild card thing too, right above us there. One yeah, point I mean, they're, they're, they're right above us, just like you said. So, you know, they're not looking to uh, lay down. You know, this isn't going to be an easy matchup where you're facing somebody that's worse than you. Technically, they're better than us right now. So, you know, you're going to have to come out and, and, and do – what you need to do here. And I think that that's going to involve the star power that we talked about just a little bit ago, Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, these guys have to, you know, get the job done when it comes to putting points on the board. So, um, you know, I think that there's, there's definitely a recipe for success that I go back to, and that's, 
you've got to score and you've got to utilize those top six forwards to get some of that stuff done for you, especially early in the game. Um, you know, I'd like to see them come out and, and get the home crowd into it and, and put up a, a two goal lead in the first period. I think that's exactly what you have to do in order to beat this team. Yep. I am totally with you on all those points there, Tone. Um, just a quick update on Nashville here. Uh, I was going to get into some of their star players, but I'll get to one that's out. Uh, Ryan Ellis, he is, you know, sitting third overall in points on their team with 28, six goals, 22 assists on the year. Uh, really helps facilitate things on the back end. Uh, he is out. He suffered a concussion due to a Corey Perry elbow in that winter classic. So they, he has been placed on uh, injured reserve by the Predators. So they will be without him. Uh, that hopefully can be an area that the uh, Blackhawks can ex- exploit. But on the other hand, uh, still back there is Roman Yossi. Uh, he signed a massive deal before the season. Um, he is their point leader as a defenseman. 14 goals, 30 assists, 44 points. Um, he's the only one up in that range. Uh, like I just mentioned, Ellis has 28. Matthew Shane, uh, he's their leading forward scorer, and he's only at 9 goals, uh, 19 assists, 28 points. Uh, then below him, Philip uh, Forsberg, 14 goals, 14 assists, 28 points as well. So, um, like I said, uh, these guys they can get it done with their skill set. I think part of it has been, you know, coaching and give a shit, uh, that kind of thing. But uh, if there's a game I expect them to give a shit in, uh, given the position that they're in, it it would be Thursday night uh, when they come to the UC. So uh, that being said, that kind of wraps up the, uh, um, all the bullet points here that we had on the Nashville Predators. Uh, Let's get into our sticks to click. Who are you going to roll with? Uh, Who's getting it done on Thursday night? You know, uh, Johnny, I haven't taken this name at all this year, and that's Ryan Carpenter, and I know that that's your guy. Um, Let's see Carpenter get the job done. Uh, Nashville's a a gritty team. Um, You know, it's going to be somebody who's going to be able to get to the net and and put something in. Uh, Let's go Ryan Carpenter. Uh, And I have no other reason than that that I just want to steal, you know, your guy. Absolutely. I hope you're right, man. I will be there in attendance on Thursday night. So all those points that you made about the cr- getting the crowd into it, um, lively atmosphere at the building, hopefully, you know, Thursday, early start to the weekend. So uh, I'll try and get them fired up in the 324 as much as I can tone. But I appreciate you picking my guy. I'll be wearing the jersey. That is my favorite jersey to wear to the UC. Um, so uh, I, on that note, um, I am going to go with, uh, you know, it's the easy one. It it always is, but I'm going to go Patrick Kane. He had seven shots on Golden Knight, couldn't find the back of the net. I'm going to roll with him. think he gets it done. Uh, At least pots one, I would think two, honestly, if we're going for bold predictions here. uh, Two goals for Kaner, maybe an assist in there as well. Um, Get another multi-point game uh, in his accolade book. Um, Like you said, it's an easy an easy one i've tried to avoid him uh just for the sake of making this thing a little more interesting uh for us picking these guys and you know kind of you know calling it out when we do finally get one uh that we hit on but uh patrick kane uh, i'm gonna roll with him and um you know uh, no other reason than it's showtime uh that's that's about as good of a reason as you need any night. So uh, just one last news uh, bit here. Dylan Strom fell awkwardly, kind of bent his right uh, leg uh, in an awkward fashion. Uh, collision play out in front of the net. Uh, I believe that was during the second period, and he exited the game, uh, did not return. I have not seen an update on him as of yet, but we will keep that posted on the Four Feathers Pod Twitter account um, as soon as anything more becomes available. Hopefully, it was just precautionary, um, but I 
just wanted to mention that because, uh, you know, Dylan Strom has been getting it done lately. Uh, I believe he had three goals, three assists in his last five coming into this one. So, um, you know, uh, that sucks. You don't want another injury here, especially to a forward no. that Like I said, we're already playing with guys that are AHL, NHL uh, on the, uh, you know, border there. So, um, Tony, uh, closing thoughts? Yeah, just get out there and beat Nashville. I mean, that's something that I would love to see happen. I hate Nashville. Uh, more than probably any other team in this league right now. Um, and it's good to see them struggle. So, you know, they're going through their adjustments right now. Just get on the board early. Um, and it's like I said, like two-goal lead, I think that's exactly what you need in the first period in order to control the game, control the pace. And uh, I, I like your pick in Patrick Kane. I think that he, he can excel against these guys. Let, let's go do it. Let's let's ride the ship right here, right now. Um Every point matters. Uh, these points that slipped away from you tonight that uh, you got to go get back. Here's your next opportunity. Let's go do it. Yep. Uh, nice thing about this, you don't have to sit and uh, dwell over this one. We're right back at it. You know, like I said, every other night this week um, to take care of business on Thursday night. And then they got another one, you no, know, a day off on Friday. Another one right back at it. Uh, Saturday night against the Ducks at home. Another very, very beatable team uh, that is right there uh, with us. Granted, they're further below us in this, but bury them. Bury the teams that you're supposed to. Um, so that, that is all I've got, Tone. Uh, let's close this one out. Let's go, Hawks. Let's go, Hawks. <laughs>